Today, the centrality of Israel in God's end-time plans and how the church and Gentile believers in Jesus will be joined into that plan. Straight ahead on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, proclaiming Jesus, Yeshua, as Messiah to the world and helping you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. Today's guest is here because he's concerned. He believes the church has historically taken Old Testament promises and prophecies and interpreted them wrongly, ascribing them to the church when in fact these promises and prophecies were specifically given first to the Jewish people. Today we're going to discuss an erroneous doctrine that's called replacement theology and how the church has not replaced Israel but has inherited the promises and blessings of God given first to them and in fact has been grafted in to Israel. Please welcome the author of Israel Matters, Jacob Franzak. Jacob, welcome back. Thank you. Well, I want to jump into why you're concerned. You're a concerned young Christian leader who believes that the church has moved away from Israel, and that's dangerous. Why? I think the danger is, um, is, is several. There are several dangers. Um, on one hand, you have a generation of Christians that's going to be reading a, a, a collection of books about Israel, books about God's relationship with the Jewish people, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And they're not going to be able to identify the main character of the story. They're not going to be able to, to tell what's happening because, uh, because they don't see the Jewish people in their role and calling. So you're saying that they, they actually are going to begin from the start reading the book wrong, right? Yeah. Spiritualizing the Jewish people or Israel and not understanding who the real characters are. Yeah, so whenever they go to a scripture verse, they're going to be, they're, going to, they're not going to have the context or the history or the ability to tell what's going on. It's a, these verses, these things that God has given us are what we use to, to build our theology. That's how we know about God to begin with. So if, if we're building our knowledge of God, um, which I think is a really important thing, if, if that's coming from wrong information, if that's coming from a wrong perspective, then our picture of God is going to be wrong. Um, and to me, that is dangerous because we're getting a picture of God if it looks like the Jewish people used to be God's people, but are not anymore, we're getting a picture of a God who makes promises, but then, you know, at a later time, uh, doesn't follow through. You represent a very, very important age group, the 30-somethings, and then down through the millennials. I don't know if you're a millennial officially or... I am. Or, I'm oh, you officially are a, a okay. millennial. So yeah. millennial, millennials that are buying into, and they've been raised with a solid biblical theology, a solid view on Israel. They have parents that may be dispensationalists and love Israel, but now they've gone off to college and they've heard this uh, BDS spin, this boycott, divestments, and sanctions against Israel. And I don't think that there's many millennials watching, but I think there's many parents of millennials watching, and I want you to explain why this is so dangerous for their kids. Yeah, yeah it's, it is, you know, and, and kids, the kids, what they want, the impulse, the fundamental impulse these kids are acting on is good. It's one of, you know, wanting to express solidarity with people who are oppressed. Um, but what they fail to realize is that historically, it's been the Jewish people. The Jewish people have been oppressed for thousands of years, ever since that they were kicked out of their land by the Romans. Um, they've they've, been, they've gone from place to place, and they've been um, they've been murdered, they've been tortured, they've been um, driven away, and 
and just within the past few decades, just since the establishment of the State of Israel, that has changed. But you know, the generations who saw those things have, are, have passed on or are passing on, and these young people, they're growing up in a world where they're being told that Israel is oppressive and they're oppressing the, the Palestinians. And so they're, they're, that pendulum is swinging uh, over to a, really an anti-Israel standpoint, not just let's help people who are oppressed or hungry, but let's actually attack Israel. I love this statement. It began, the reason that Israel matters to you is that it began with Jesus. Talk more about that. This is so important. It did. And you know, when I was younger and I was searching and I was learning all kinds of different things, um, what I found was that the theology I grew up with and the Jesus that I saw in the Gospels, um, it just didn't, it just didn't always make sense. Like I had heard, you know, or I had been taught in church that um, a lot of things in the Old Testament had just been done away with or uh, they were deprecated or a different, you know, thing It was here now and we don't need to worry about that anymore. But as I saw Jesus, you know, I, I didn't see that in him. In fact, I saw him say that you know, none of that will pass away until heaven and earth passes away. Not even one, one mark, not one jot or tittle will pass away from the, from the law, from the Old Testament, the law and the prophets. Um, and that confusion and that, that, that distance between the Jesus of the Gospels and the Jesus that I sort of had in my head caused me to have to reevaluate uh, a lot of things about my theology, what I thought about the Old Testament and, and what I eventually came to and what I eventually learned actually through, uh, through Messianic Jewish teaching ministries was that Jesus is a Jewish person. So it's not about becoming Jewish. Right. What is it about? Yeah, and it's... How does it practice? How do you live it out? How do you live it out? And that's, you know, different people do different things. What, I, what I'd like to encourage people to do, um, what, I, what I'd really love to see, um, you know, first, first it's a theological shift. We have to get rid of the idea um, that the Old Testament things, that the Jewish people and the Jewish traditions are somehow bad or wrong or outdated. And then once we get rid of that baggage, you know, there's so much there that we can do um, to learn more about Jesus. I mean, I had, a, I had a Passover Seder meal in my home this past, uh, this past year. And I, we crammed 45 people into my home, um, church people, two people from our church and people that we knew. Uh, and, and that gave them an opportunity to see Jesus sort of in his first century Jewish clothing. It gave them a connection with him. You know, a lot of kids, they go to college and they're taught you know, weird things about religion and then it's made up and so forth. But as we see Jesus as a Jewish person, at the same time we see him as a historical figure. We see him as a real, like a flesh and blood, you know, it's a thing that happened. It's not just some kind of weird faith thing in the space, you know, it's, it's, it's historical events that we have to deal with and grapple with. And, and some, even something as simple as, you know, uh, a Friday night dinner and thinking about, well, this Jesus would have had a special meal on Friday night to bring in the Sabbath, and that's good, and that's something that God likes. Uh, we have to take a break. When we come back, we want to talk about a dangerous lie called replacement theology, and also how Christians have been grafted into all of the blessings that God gave to Abraham. It's an amazing thing. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk more about why Israel matters when we come back. And later, a nine-year-old girl who founded a ministry to help children her age in some of the world's poorest regions. It's an incredible story, and you heard me right, by the way, a nine-year-old, and it's a story you don't want to miss, so stay with us.
make a memory of a lifetime by recommitting your love and renewing your vows on the Jewish Voice 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. Join Rabbi Jonathan Burnus and his family April 16th through April 23rd and enjoy the beautiful white sand beaches and tranquil turquoise waters of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas on one of the world's newest and largest luxury cruise liners. It's the perfect place to not only celebrate the miracle of Passover, but to rededicate your marriage to each other and to God. The rededication of marriage vows will be officiated by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus under a traditional Jewish kuppah, the marriage canopy. You will also receive a beautiful certificate validating your continued commitment to each other, and the event will continue with a festive reception and formal dinner. Don't miss out on the perfect opportunity to share something meaningful with your loved one. Call 1-888-435-3787 or go to jewishvoice.org Passover and renew your vows on the 2016 Passover on the Seas Caribbean Cruise. My guest, if you just uh, tuned in, is a pastor, a young pastor, who's a millennial and has discovered that Israel matters. Uh, what role does Israel play in all this? Israel, and do you mean the people of Israel or the nation of Israel, or yes. the state of Israel? All, all of it. Oh, wow. Well, you know, Israel, as I look at the scripture, Israel is, is at the center of God's plan from Abraham all the way through to the book of Revelation. Um, Israel is, you know, when we talk about Jesus as the Messiah, well, what's the Messiah? The Messiah is the anointed king of Israel. You know, we talk about the kingdom, the kingdom that's coming, the kingdom of God. Well, what is that? When that kingdom takes physical form, um, what Isaiah says about that future kingdom is that the nations will come to Zion and they will come to the God of Jacob and he'll teach them his ways and their past. Well, where's Zion? Well, that's Jerusalem. Jerusalem's at the center. Jerusalem is the place where the nations come in Isaiah chapter 2 in the future kingdom, the, the, the thing that we're all expecting when Jesus comes back. It's all centered there in Israel. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think that uh, Satan is specifically the evil one as at war with it, with with the faith of, of young people, of people, of millennials? Oh yeah, yeah, and I think that he's, in every generation and every age, he has the lies that he tells. And in previous ages, it was the lie of, you know, the, the lies about Jewish people, and oh, the Jews, and oh, the, you know, you, you kick them out because they're no good, and they, they, they won't be part of your country, and they're scheming, and whatever. And, uh, and we look back at those things and think, well, they're, they're just silly. How can anyone believe those lies? Well, I think part of it is it's, it's a supernatural deception, you know? Um, and today, the lie is that, oh, the Jews in Israel, they're, they're against these poor Palestinians, and they're just persecuting the Palestinians, like, like for no reason. I mean, it's just, there's just evil. Now, you expose in your book a lie called replacement theology. Just really quick, really simply, what's replacement theology? Well, replacement theology is the idea that the Jewish people used to be the people of God. But when they didn't see Jesus for who he was, when they didn't make him their king, um, God just tossed them aside. And they're not going to be the people of God in the future, and they never will be again. Instead, now it's the church. And the church replaces the Jewish people as the, the people who live out God's calling on the earth. I want to read something from your book that I think is great. Uh, you say that Christians, uh, uh, in light of the reality that the Jewish people remain in covenant with God and are subject to the laws of Torah, uh, Christians are to respond a certain way. In, in fact, it's a question. What can Christians do today in light of that reality? That you believe the Jewish people are still in covenant with God. You believe they have the right to the land and we should be supporting that. And that they are still subject to 
the Torah. T talk about all that. I think that's a great sentence. Sure. And Great as a, question, actually. As, as, as one person, there's only so much someone can do. But for me as a pastor, I think about this on a church level. Like if a Jewish person came to, came to my church and, and wanted to know more about Jesus, you know, in a, in a traditional church, they might be given this theology that, well, you know, all the Jewish things are gone and you need to become a Christian. But at my church, what I would tell them is, look, um, you're, you're a Jewish person and you'll forever be a Jewish person and so is Jesus and he lived a Jewish life and as his follower you would live a Jewish life like he did and you don't have to abandon that or lose your Jewish identity to be a follower of Jesus. I, I just, we just have a minute left. I just want you to just very quickly go back to Jesus because for you it all began with Jesus, understanding who Jesus was and is and that's what caused you to write uh, Israel Matters putting the Jewish people back in the center of God's plan. How will that bless people that are watching this program right now? Encountering Jesus as a Jewish person um, has done everything for me. Uh, the, the Bible makes so much more sense now seeing Jesus as a Jewish person. Um, all the things he said make more sense in a Jewish context. Um, I think as we look toward the future, when Jesus comes back, he's gonna come back that, uh, that same faithful, uh, observant Jew. He's gonna come back uh, he's going to come and, and the question is in my mind, if he comes back as a faithful, observant, traditional Jew, are we going to recognize him? Will, he, will we even recognize our own king? Would we recognize him if he walked past us on the street? Are we looking for a Jewish rabbi or are we looking for someone who came to overturn I Judaism? I sure hope we recognize him. And I, I think this book will help you to do just that. It's great for you and then pass it on to your millennial children because they need to understand the truth of God's word. They need to be brought back to truly a biblical worldview in Israel Matters, focuses on what matters to God, on who God really is and who Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah, really is. So I really encourage you to get the book. Up next, a nine-year-old girl who started her own ministry Believe it or not, she's raised over $10,000. She's going to talk about that. She is committed to helping people her own age in developing nations have what she has. They don't have it. She's helping them uh, to, 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 with basic needs. So it's an amazing story. Don't go away. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Jesus, the Messiah, to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe. The Lemba, this faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a new book by Pastor Jacob Franzak, Israel Matters. This insightful resource clearly explains why Israel and the Jewish people are at the center of God's plan and how the church is called to redefine itself in light of that. For Christians, this can sometimes be a confusing message. 
But this book breaks it down, explaining how Christians can also be grafted into God's promises and covenants. Along with it, we also want you to have this beautiful Aaron's Blessing keychain. It's a replica of the oldest known copy of biblical text, the Aaronic Blessing. It's perfect for carrying your house or car keys. And the words of the Aaronic Blessing, the Lord cause his face to shine upon you, will be a constant reminder of God's love for you. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today, to bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and these two beautiful plaques, which come together as one to create a stone gate. One plaque reads, I will bless those who bless you. And the other reads, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They make a lovely addition to your home or office and serve as a wonderful reminder to pray for Israel and the Jewish people, along with the plaques. We'd also like you to have a CD teaching by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. In it, Jonathan Burnus answers such questions as, what is replacement theology? Why is it so dangerous? And what can we do to counter it? It's an incredibly important resource that will prepare you for talking to those who believe in this lie. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid and to help countless others around the globe, please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now. My next guest is an extraordinary young woman. When she was just seven years old, God gave her a vision to create an organization that would help children in need all around the world, especially Jews in Ethiopia. Take a look. These are the jugs that I created um, and painted and decorated. So now it's time for you to collect money for your jug. So have your creative mind and do whatever you want with the jug as long as you have the logo on them. Snickers, what do you think of the jug? I like the jug. They are very pretty. So thank you for watching and just collect money. Please welcome the nine-year-old founder of Children for Children Ministries, Gabriella Daniels, and her mother, Stacy Daniels. Hey, welcome! Stacy. Gabriella, you are the youngest guest that we have ever had on this program, so congratulations. Thank you. Now, this all got started when you were just seven years old. Is that right? Yes. Seven years old. And you wanted to give your piggy bank to kids in need in Africa, is that right? Yes. What inspired you to just give all that money to kids in need? God, I'm homeschooled. And we were studying Africa, and um, we so happened to land on Ethiopia. And so we have, we got this book, Children Just Like Me, and so. It's a UNICEF book, yeah. Yeah. So, and and you read the book? Yes, we read the book and we looked up Ethiopian Jews and I just stared at them for seconds, just like looking at them. Why don't they have anything? Why don't they have any shoes? I mean, I mean, I just looked at myself and then looked at them like I have, I have clothes, I have shoes on my feet and they don't have anything. God gave you a vision, I remember you telling me. What was that like? What, what happened? 
Um, so then after that, we um, looked at a video of them, and then after that, I asked my mom, can we go downstairs and pray? So we went downstairs and pray, and I said in my purple beanbag, and after we prayed, I felt the Holy Spirit come to me and tell me, you need to create children for children. Stacy, what's what was going on with you during this time? Did you see the Lord stirring her heart? Yes, um, it was absolutely amazing because it was it was um, as she said it was instantaneously where the Holy Spirit just spoke to her and said um, this that it was her tugging it was her heart um, she just was very much led by the Lord to want to create change to to create and change the children's That's lives. That's an amazing thing for, you know, for a seven-year-old to be moved like that by the Lord. So it began with your piggy bank, but then you actually started fundraising. You're a little fundraiser, yep. a nine-year-old <laughs> fundraiser. Yep. How did that all start? I created um, a jug. We have this one here. Children for Children jug. I wrapped it with duct tape. It was different than this, though, right? This is kind of the new Yeah, this and is the new version. and improved version. We worked on that together. Yes. Um, and, but that's not how it started. You, you, so, no. Okay, so you gave away your piggy bank. God moved on your heart. You had this vision. Yep. And how did you begin fundraising in the beginning? I called my rabbi, Rabbi Steve. And he, I asked, well, first of all, I asked him, could I speak? at our congregation on Friday night and he said sure why and I said God has given me an amazing vision to help Ethiopian Jews and he let you speak he let me speak and I raised about 300 or 400 dollars that night and then you started we have this minister you have this minister now children for children and we have this yep. beautiful collection jug and they can actually get this Going right to the website. Children for Children Ministries. And they just they print it out and put they it right on this jug like you've yep. done. Mm -hmm. Wow, Gabriella, there's a lot of parents like your mom and your dad is here in the audience, and I'm a parent, and there's a lot of parents watching with kids your age. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? Their kids can can serve the Lord. Yep. Their kids can raise money, mm -hmm. right? Their kids can help people in need. They can. This is what I've heard for many years. You can do whatever you want to do by God. Well, we are very, very proud of you. And we're very proud of you, Mom, and your family. And you keep up the good work. $10,000 so far. Yes. And you're going to raise a whole lot more, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, and we, it does. We have a couple of things for him, don't yes. you? have a couple of things? We have. This have you go ahead and tell him. We have a special surprise for you. You can go ahead and open it. Should I open it right now? Yeah. Oh, I love presents. This is great. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Telling us the first. Okay. It's the first oh, yeah. and only Children for Children t-shirt. And it's double X. This will fit me just great. Look at that. <laughs> children for Children. When the juice lady comes soon, she will have to. And it has the slogan on the front. This will be big. And it has yes. Okay, the let's logo. look at it. And then the back, back has the logo on the back. And, and this the is one of the first, huh? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. We have another surprise for you. We have a check. Oh, I love surprises. I decorated it. Oh, my. We would like to just to start as our partnering with you, and, and Gabriella's um, would like to just give you that as our first donation to start with the partnering with Jewish Voice and moving on from here. To Uncle That's JB. Our, 
Well, thank you so much. Great job, you guys. Keep up the good work, Raviala. Children for Children, started by a seven-year-old who's now nine, is making an impact on so many lives, but there's still so much more to be done. If you'd like to learn how you can help, please go to our website, jewishvoice.tv. We'll be right back. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming Jesus, the Messiah, to the world, to the Jew first, and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving humanitarian aid to some of the poorest people in the world. In helping them, we share God's love and the good news of Yeshua, Jesus. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Barangwa, Zimbabwe. The Lemba. This faithful yet forgotten people have ties to the ancient people of Israel, the priestly tribe of Aaron, and have been practicing ancient Jewish customs for hundreds of years. We need your help to make this vital life-saving outreach possible. Will you be a blessing to these wonderful people and the thousands of others in desperate need? The elderly, children, infants, and toddlers could die for lack of basic medical care. Call or click right now to help us save lives. And with your gift of any amount, we'll say thank you by sending you a new book by Pastor Jacob Franzak, Israel Matters. This insightful resource clearly explains why Israel and the Jewish people are at the center of God's plan and how the church is called to redefine itself in light of that. For Christians, this can sometimes be a confusing message, but this book breaks it down, explaining how Christians can also be grafted into God's promises and covenants. Along with it, we also want you to have this beautiful Aaron's Blessing keychain. It's a replica of the oldest known copy of biblical text, the Aaronic Blessing. It's perfect for carrying your house or car keys. And the words of the Aaronic Blessing, the Lord causes face to shine upon you, will be a constant reminder of God's love for you. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today, to bless some of the neediest people on earth, we'll send you all of the gifts just mentioned and these two beautiful plaques, which come together as one to create a stone gate. One plaque reads, I will bless those who bless you. And the other reads, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They make a lovely addition to your home or office and serve as a wonderful reminder to pray for Israel and the Jewish people, along with the plaques. We'd also like you to have a CD teaching by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. In it, Jonathan Burnus answers such questions as, what is replacement theology? Why is it so dangerous? And what can we do to counter it? It's an incredibly important resource that will prepare you for talking to those who believe in this lie. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share a gift in support of this humanitarian aid, and to help countless others around the globe. Please call or click now. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call or click right now. Thank you so much for watching today, and thank you to Gabriella Daniels and Jacob Fromzak. They'll both be back tomorrow, so we hope you'll join us again. 
as I close out the program today, I want to remind you, as I do in every broadcast, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I love Psalm 122.6. It says, may they who love you prosper. So if you want to prosper, pray for Israel. They need our prayers. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you.